Kuya's Logs, October 11, 2020. So, what is up with the uh, weather? <laughs> Fucking la, la, la Nina season, right? So, I think, when did I fucking read that? I think it was two days, three days ago. It's officially considered as La Nina. That's why we're getting rains. And for the most part, you know, usually when it's like the rainy season, I'm like torn in between. Because like I like the cold, right? I like the feeling of the cold and, and just rain in general. But at the same time, I'm, you know, my, my uh, immune system's shot when it comes to raining. So, like, whenever there's a sudden change of temperature, either, like, from co- hot to cold or cold to hot, uh, I always get sick or rather, you know, sniffles or um, a fever probably at its most strongest form. But, yeah, so especially with... With COVID season, right? So, or rather the pandemic. So you get a little bit of a sniffle or you, you cough for a minute and then suddenly you're you're paranoid. Like you want to do the fucking swab test on yourself. So you're going to put the earbuds on your nose. Um, but yeah, so how was your week? Of course, you're going to fucking... Why did I expect an answer? Um... Yeah, have you have you guys seen this thing? Right? Uh kind of made me think, right? You you know like when people put like usually it's about food, but they do the these uh playoff brackets but about food, right? Or about places. And I never really usually the answers were kind of obvious, especially for like um Filipino uh dishes, I think. I think adobo was the clear winner, or was it, or was it uh, I forgot what it was. But anyway, so I saw the these things, right? Uh, let me let me try and find find it. Fucking Facebook. Okay, there we go. All right. So uh, the Philippine catalog posted this catalog. Cat, Philippine catalog. The the Philippine catalog. Uh, posted this um, fries battle because I don't know about where you are but but here where I am it's like we have uh, different types of fries or french fries rather those those fu- um, that uh, yeah just uh, what was this sorry someone fucking messaged me on Facebook as I was looking at the the picture so anyway so they're doing these uh, playoff brackets dude Speaking of the playoffs, real quick, like how, how awesome is this uh, finals, right? People think that it was gonna be a stomp, or at the very least, the Heat would win. And I'm like, man, to beat, uh, to 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 bet for Miami now, right? Just to bet for Miami would be sorry, I'm moving my uh pop filter here, but just to bet. On, on Miami right now just winning two games right um it's it's do or die for them and it really fucking shows right and no matter 
how if if the Lakers do win, you cannot doubt Jimmy Butler right now or like even everyone from Miami. And it's just a testament to how good Spolstra is, right? Because in, in his first playoff run, or like the first three, I think, with uh, Miami, um, they're always thinking like, oh, they have the big three. They have Bosch and Wade and then LeBron, of course. And then, you know, they, they had the team, right? And then now going with this team, who is mostly young people, right? Just, and then just, you know, I don't, I don't even know half of these guys' names, right? Uh, before th- this playoff, and and I think it was because of the, of course, in in a perfect world, you don't want um, you don't want you know, for them to be playing in a bubble, right? But at the same time, it's because of this bubble that kind of gave the younger teams the chance to shine, right? Because Golden State, well, they're they're injured in the first place. But, you know, just the other team with like a more established and it just gave the younger younger players the time to shine. And that was really it's re- it really shows in this playoffs. So anyway, um going to the to the Fries catalog. So all right, so for the Western Conference, right, we have for the first bracket is McDonald's versus Bonchon. You could, you, you know, if, if you're on the Philippines or whatever, you could play with me on this. So McDonald's, French fries, Bonchon fr- versus Bonchon, and then SNR versus Potato Corner. All right, so we're going to vote. For, uh, I'm, ju- I'm just going to think about, like, for the Western bracket, right? So Bonchon. Um, his their their fries kind of remind me a bit more like a weaker, um, Army Navy fries. So I'm I'm gonna take it to McDonald's. Like McDonald's, uh, fry game is uh is ex- is is not for me, admittedly. Like if I had to choose between uh, you know what, I'll leave that choice if that choice is uh, going to be made, because I think um based from the opinion of my friends or majority opinion of my friends. Um, they're gonna choose McDonald's, um, but McDonald's is not for me. I, I, I accept its place in the fry hierarchy, hierarchy, uh, hierarchy. But yeah. So anyway, bunch of, uh, McDonald's gets the the clear win in this one. SNR now versus Potato Corner. I think it's also clear because like SNR. Here's my problem with like the thicker type of fries, right? I don't know what the fuck is the English word for it, but for me it's like naka umay or like it gets old or gets you know you 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 get sick of it quicker. That's why they have to serve it in like less less uh less amount, I guess. But at the same time, it's like you know because when you're talking about potato wedges, I'm I'm thinking that's like different, right? Because you it it cooks differently. You have to cook it differently versus like the the normal fries, right? But anyway, I I choose uh I choose potato corner. Like if I had my choice in S and R, because I I usually just go to S and R with with my families and 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 then they order the fries. It would have been nice, you know. Uh, first of all, I am I am considering these choices without the condiments, right? Without the condiments, as is. And uh, 
and my mindset is what would you rather have what would you like if you if, if like you're stuck in a mall and you're you're craving fries or something and then these are the two things that are in the mall right or in this case SNR because <laughs> SNR is like a, a mall to itself but anyway um i choose uh, potato corner and uh yeah so that is the uh the western uh conference side and now we're going to go to east Jollibee versus Burger King. See again, here's my here's my uh argument for the Burger King or like my argument against the Burger King. It's just too it's too thick, right? I would I would rather order like then again, I I would rather order their fries versus the onion rings cuz I'm not really much of an onion ring guy. But anyway, um, yeah. So I will always vote against thick fries, because to me, it starts feeling once once you've already eaten the main entree. So in this case, it's like a Whopper or whatever. You're already full by the time you get to the fries, and I don't know. Maybe that's the reason why they usually serve them in like a thin or like in in like small quantities, right? But you know, in in the na- but my 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 whole argument fails in the next one, which is KFC versus Army Navy. First of all, I will preface this by saying Army Navy's fries are, you know, that those are the only fries that I would that you actually order by themselves. You know, not not it doesn't come as a meal. Right, aside from the SNR one and the potato corner one, of course. But these are the fries that I would actually include with my meal rather than, you know, either it just coming with the meal or like a family member orders it. And it is it is really good. Like, oh man, I, I just set the, the rules without the condiments because I'm just thinking like you, you douse that shit in like ketchup and mustard. I never got the mayo. I never got the the ketchup and mayo combination. I don't like mayo, to be honest. Like, something about mayo just just makes me... I don't know. It fucking neutralizes any flavor it touches. And sometimes that works, I guess, for things like, I don't know, seasick or, or whatever. But even then, like, I don't put seasick in my... I, I don't put mayo in my seasick. I would rather just put egg... You know, uh, like a whole egg rather than rather than fucking mayo. But anyway, it is like literally just eating the egg whites. And I do not understand why people go for that. Japanese mayo, though, is is different. I consider that different because it, it's kind of sweet. But anyway, um, yeah, KFC versus Army Navy. So everything I just said about the uh, the thick fries thing goes out of the water because I don't know what fucking shit they put in their fries. But yeah, that that was my love for Army Navy fries started with KFC because of how they cook their fries and and to an extent like it's it's almost like how you would cook a potato wedge. Right? With how like it's seasoned and it kinda tastes like a little bit of more salty than your usual fries. Um, with a little bit of spice, I'm. I actually thought that the batter that they would put for their chicken, 
they would put it, you know, whatever's left of it, or like they would fry it in the same frying, uh, I don't know, frying pan solution or whatever. They would deep fry it alongside the chicken. That's why it it tastes so good. But I'm gonna have to give it to Army Navy, um, probably because when they serve the fries, those are the only thick cut fries that I am not thankful they serve in like small quantities. In in Burger King, I'm like really happy that they serve it in small quantities. Um because without the condiments, these thick cut fries just you know get out get out get out on me without sh- but anyway, um alright, so to to top it off, right? For Western Conference we have McDonald's and Potato Corner. For Eastern Conference we have Jollibee and Army Navy. And now that's this is where it gets fun. Because uh, aside from the other food stuffs, usually it's like a landslide win. You know, usually the the first conference or rather the first tier is where the hard shit happens, but when it gets to the the later tiers, you know, it gets fucking harder. Or it gets really easy because at that point you already have like food favorites right especially like when it's filipino food like if you really love sinigang then it's fucking sinigang all the way um but what does that say for me about seasick but anyway uh okay so mcdonald's versus uh potato corner i'm gonna have to go with potato corner on this one sorry it's uh just because of the amount of choices that you have and and like man cuz like potato corner all right first of all both of these any fry is garbage when it's cold right it has to be eaten hot right but for some reason McDonald's fries um they hover in the line between you know hot and uh and and old Right, freshly cooked and then old, and and for some reason, right, unless it's really just fresh off the 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 frying uh vat or whatever, I don't know what the fuck you call those things, the deep fryer, right? But you know, for for potato corner, I think when it gets colder, then it's the worst out of the two. But anyway, I will still be choosing potato corner. <laughs> Because I don't know, man. I just don't have love for for McDonald's fries. Like I'll eat them, yeah. But at the same time, it it you know it feels like rice for me. You know, not not because they taste the same, but rather it's uh I, at a certain point it becomes required eating because you need to get all the carbs in or whatever. As if you know their their food doesn't already have enough carbs, but. You know, for me, like I, I was never really ha- uh, a heavy rice eater. I was more on the uh, on the meat or the you know ulam side. Maybe that's the reason why I have gout. <laughs> but anyway, um, or rather high cholesterol. But anyway, uh, yeah. So for me, it it, it has to be potato corner. So for the eastern, um, it is Jollibee versus Army Navy. And this is what I was alluding to earlier. I was I'm actually more of a fan of Jollibee's fries. Like, I don't know. People say that they're dry or like they're 
you know, they're, you know, just what I was telling earlier about the McDonald's fries, like hovering. I think they're leaning more on the old part or rather they're, they're just in terms of like potato quantity in the inside. It literally feels like it's just a shell. There's no more potato inside of it. Um, but for me, I think that's part of the allure because uh, it feels like you're eating chips. Because like my argument against thick cut fries, they have so much potato inside of them. They have so much, so much starch inside of them, and yeah, at the, at a certain point, it it you don't taste anything anymore. Aside if you're eating with condiments, of course, right? Because I I secretly think that the people who like McDonald's fries better than than Jollibee's fries actually like the 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 ketchup more than Jollibee's ketchup think about it but anyway yeah so for army navy though uh because army navy's fries is so good right like and and you you eat at army navy less than you would eat at potato corner mcdonald's and Jollibee in the first place so like the moment you have that chance to eat it, you know it is it is good every time. I think I guess, but I guess the only probably the only thing that would knock Army Navy it's a spice. Like there was a time that that fries was spicy, especially when I eat my burger. Because like whenever I eat at Army Navy, I always. Mm, request for a jalapeno add-on so it's always like cheeseburger and then uh additional jalapeno but uh Jollibee or Army Navy if I had a choice I guess I'll go I'll go Army Navy you know and finally fucking finals Potato Corner or Army Navy? If I had a fucking choice to go to Potato Corner or Army Navy. See, my mind is leaning towards Potato Corner because of the choices that you have. I know I said the thing about condiments and shit, but come on, it's not technically a condiment if like they serve it with the fries as is, right? So I'm thinking, you know, just to make this a little bit harder for me, barbecue potato corner or army navy fries. Fuck. Um I don't know. I think I think barbecue in in potato corner is a little bit more sweeter in on my end than it is spicy. Like I want to I want to choose Potato Corner, but I can't look away from Army Navy. <laughs> if that makes sense. Because it. T- you know what? Fine. I'm hungry. I'm I'm in I'm in the mall, and I want fries. I'm most likely gonna, or rather, if you put, hmm. Freshly cooked 
freshly cooked potato corner, barbecue potato corner versus Army Navy. See, this is like the heat, <laughs> the heat versus uh, Lakers right now because you know you want. There's just no way that Potato Corner doesn't get this one, right? But you want Army Navy. You know what? I'm gonna choose for what I want anyway. So yeah, fucking, I'm going. I'm going for Army Navy, especially when you eat it with that fucking burger. Like it, it is just so good. My only knock against Army Navy is the the fucking plate that they serve it in you know the the whole like i think it was it's more meant for a hot dog than it is for a for fries because at the end of the day like when when you're reaching for that you know sub 10 amount of fries you would rather just shove it in your face right you would rather just you know do do the cup thing and then like drink it almost but you can't do that with the the fucking plate and uh, I guess, yeah, just because of the fact that I eat Army Navy less, it makes it more special or distinct for me versus the other fries. So yeah, fucking Army Navy takes it for me, I guess. But damn, you know, I don't want to fucking give up. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> weird way. But yeah, there there's barely any gaming I'm I'm barely gonna be able to talk about gaming right now because right now I'm I'm currently in I haven't really played as much gaming because I'm just preoccupied with um pre employment stuff because I got accepted to uh to this company that I've been applying for and I'm just handling with all the pre employment stuff so that just leaves me uh with no time you know between me uh, between with again with my time for working out and and such. It just leaves me for no time for for playing games, and at the same time, it uh, I'm also training, right? My uh, my psyche, because I'm training because after like ever since August, I think, or probably even July, I haven't done anything in the middle of the day aside from doing whatever shit I want, right? Before that, I was working, so now I gotta get used to working again. And, and just not being bored out of my mind, just doing shit. Or rather, doing shit I like. So, uh, yeah, so there we go. No no more gaming for, for I guess, this episode. Maybe when I finish uh, Detroit. Because I've already started, and the David Cage-ness already shows, right? Because here in uh, Detroit, you're supposed to... I think I've been talking about that in, like, uh, the, the the episode before the last one. Wherein I I like heavy narrative games, you know, games like Walking Dead, Mass Effect, and and stuff like that. And in in the case of something like uh Walking Dead, wherein you're you're mostly setting that, you're mostly setting down one path, right? But how that path looks um to you i guess because of the your experience with it or the choices that you made changes but most of usually the story goes down one avenue right and and it deviates at times especially like near the end wherein you know you make the most consequential uh choices but most often you're you're on a straight path mass effect is all over the fucking place right um except for that ending but anyway <laughs> 
Oh, fuck that ending. Anyway, um, yeah. So, here, it you can see the railroading. It feels like uh, a dungeon master in, like, D&D. And then, you know, I feel like that person who just wants to do shit and then the game adjusts for me. And, and David Cage feels like that DM that's not skilled enough to do that or that's not um and i'm back <laughs> um do you it is probably just a second but to me it's like i think an r or two probably two r's <laughs> i had to go out because i had to refill the uh oxygen that my dad uses because uh he is he needs oxygen right but anyway uh going back to uh david cage so yeah so that is usually the assumption of david cage games it's like it is good in premise um in this case we're in detroit is about you know how the uh ais are starting to uh, break out of their programming and started to become sentient right but there was this one scene um not gonna probably for like not uh so i wouldn't spoil you just in case you want to play the game so anyway there's this one scene where this guy is is beating um the android right and for whatever circumstances is there is like i was like okay i'll take it to the chin i'll i'll take the ass whooping um, because the consequences of fighting back, you know, because um, androids are already discriminated against and beating this guy who I can clearly fuck up is not going to help the cause, right? What uh, At that point. So I was like, okay, I'll take it to the chin. But then there's usually this sequence wherein when the robot was, uh, when the AIs break their programming, wherein it's like, you know, you're breaking through the wall, or, or whatever, so you have to spam A or, or the button and whatever. And I'm like, I'm not gonna do it, you know. I'm I'm gonna t- I'm not gonna break the programming. I'm gonna stick to uh to you know to I'm just gonna stick to to getting the ass whooping, and that'll be the end of that. And then the game just fucking waits. It waits for me to break the programming, and I'm like, oh shit. You know, it's it's railroading me. It's it's forcing me to make the uh, supposed decision to break the programming and whoop this guy's ass. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll play by your rules, DM. And what happens next is uh, I break the programming, and then you were given the choice to uh, fight the guy or resist. And yeah, or sorry, uh, resist the the temptation to fight the guy. And yeah, so it's it's shit like that, right? Wherein um they wrote themselves in, in the wrestling term, you know, they booked themselves into a corner. So you've written yourself into a corner that you can't get out, so you have to force the person in a narrative heavy game wherein the the allure is choosing your own dishtener. So uh yeah, and then and then you just make it for them. So it's like, oh, okay, so that's the limit of my choices here. And it just breaks you. You know, it's not really a game breaker, so to say, but it forces you out of the uh, immersion. 
But anyway, so the premise of that is like, yeah, so because humans are assholes, some uh, a certain level of uh, androids or a certain percent percentage of androids just become unstable and end up, you know, breaking. And before you thought right there, it's like, why, why are you, you know, why, why there should be some line of code in their programming that allows them to uh, stop, you know, or like allows them to like not Asimov's laws, right? But you know, and this is I'm I'm not an AI programmer. I'm I'm a software developer by trade, so uh, my my level of expertise is not high here. But when you're talking about because there's levels to uh, programming, right? So there's where you're programming like. It's it's easier to think of programming as, as writing a set of instructions, and yes, you know if you like a I guess the the best way to talk about it is like in in remote controls, right? If I press one, one comes out of the screen. Go to channel one, and and stuff like that. So if if programming or rather the the instruction is that easy, then yes, by no means do we not reach we won't reach that future but that's not how ais work you know the 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 term ai artificial intelligence means that there is intelligence right and intelligence means that you don't need to press one every time you know so you don't need to you know so it has to work with data and you don't need to order it every time i.e. the pressing one so what would be the ai equivalent of pressing one in which we're we have it right now with our smart homes right which is you take a data uh i, I guess the, the the term would be parameter you take uh, a data which is called a parameter so that could be location time you know in in that specific example it could be like all right um what is the electronic device that is mostly on you right if you were to bug someone what device that would assure like at least 80 to 90 percent of the time it's on the person that also apparently has enough processing power to compute you know location time and as well as you know the duration of them in a specific spot ding 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 your phone right your smartphone so uh so I guess that would be like a, a good automation. You know, if if you run a household, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, ITT, if this, then that. So, you know, that would be the AI equivalent, right? So if the TV says that, if the TV senses that your phone is within its vicinity, i.e. through Wi-Fi um, or either Bluetooth, but Bluetooth is not really the, the best choice here. Anyway, Wi-Fi, right? If it's w within the vicinity of Wi-Fi, or if it, you know, detects that the phone through the phone's location data is near where the uh, TV is located, then it could choose to already have its uh, channel preset to one. So when you on, when you turn on the TV, boom, it goes to one. So that's how data works. It it takes instructions and then automating it you know, using parameters and then doing it based on the circumstances that the parameters are set in. So when you take something like as simple as that into, um, like, say, you know, humans, 
or whatever, something as complicated as humans, right? It's not as easy as like if human is happy, uh, do more of this. It's not as easy as that, right? So what connotates as happy? And you're you're already coming into the psychological, you know, realm of of humanity and, and then parameters, you know. I don't want to talk like I know this shit. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's easier to say like when your parameters are as inconsistent as the human psyche, then it's doomed to fail. You know, or rather there the room for error is bigger than say location data or time data or usage rates, you know, because those are quantifiable, right? In a in a digital sense. And most likely, the situations where these guys are presented in um, are kind of realistic, if I could say the term, right? If I could if I could say it as realistic, then it's probably as realistic in terms of how logic is. Um, so anyway, yeah. So that that's to say, it's like, yeah, the, the premise of Detroit Almost Human is there. Kind of like, um, I guess, what I'm comparing it to in terms of like uh, themes and, and, and narrative is uh, Animatrix. So if you, if you don't know what Animatrix is, it is a collaboration projects, uh, project by people um, who decided to animate you know, stories within the Matrix universe. So there was a good uh, story section there wherein basically explains how the machines got to that point by the start of the first matrix and yeah that's what i'm basing it on so go search for that if if that interests you um but yeah so i guess that's that's probably the only gaming thing more um breaking bad um i i think i'm at like at the start of season four and man just the thing with uh with with uh what's his name Walt and uh and the Gale and and that whole thing like near the the end of season three is like whoa like the the serious mental gymnastics that these guys do you know or rather what Walt does to survive and it is basically just threading such a thin line and I I am just yeah I'm just. I have a feeling that, you know, it's all ramping up. It, it's always ramping up, and I am waiting for that drop. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what... what <laughs> Mostly, it's just been, like, pre-employment stuff, and, and especially right now with the COVID, right? Like, how am I going to do the documentation shit, like, with SSS and, 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 and stuff like that? Like, how am I going to do to do that type of shit right you have to go through the office because like um there is an online option for these types of offices but you see uh being in the philippines you can't really trust those online types of options so uh case in point right no, I don't want to give it. I might, I might say my my uh, tax codes or something like that. The fucking risks, risks. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so but you know, you need a fucking job, right? 
so might as well do that shit and you know i'll I'll be doing it happily happily you know i would rather go through this than that's when i realized like in my uh three three to four months in uh unemployment in the covid right eventually because you don't have like a consistent thing to do the day, first of all the days just mold together and you have no objective for the day and i keep saying to my friends it's like i would rather sleep tired you know from a from a day's job or or doing something than sleep bored because i've had enough of that and yeah i'm 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 ready to ready to work <laughs> job's done but yeah so oh so i'm um, i'm um, that was a warcraft reference in case you don't know um yeah so i'm just happy to do that and that is mostly uh the things that i have been oh i bought a new phone recently um i decided to like reward myself for finding a new job and and i bought a new phone so i bought the uh, galaxy s20 plus and um the choices that i had originally was a, a Xiaomi uh the the Xiaomi equivalent I think it's like the Mi 10 or I think it was that that was the one of the first things I was looking recently and the uh and importing a Pixel 5 or importing uh cuz that was my options right importing a Pixel 5 importing a Samsung Galaxy S20 FE cuz that was the new thing and or buying a samsung galaxy fe here where i am or an s20 plus because the price here for the uh, fe is around 30 let's say 34 thousand pesos so around probably around 650 dollars or like 700 dollars i would probably say 650 Right, so around six hundred fifty dollars is the 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 selling price here for the four G variant, you know. Just and then when you look at like Amazon, it's the five G variant. So it has the uh, Samsung uh, the the Snapdragon eight six five chip versus the Exynos nine ninety here, and it's around six hundred dollars plus shipping. So I was thinking like I would rather do that because generally it's it's an upgrade compared to what we have right now which is the 4G Exynos version and as far, based on reviews like in terms of like Snapdragon versus Exynos um Exynos is worse worse but it's not really that noticeable. Yes, you will see a difference when you put them side by side and then you know launch apps play games side by side but in general use nah like you, you it still feels faster than uh than what i was rocking you know which was a Xiaomi Redmi Note 8 at that time which costs like what less than $200 so you know it would still be an upgrade for me nonetheless but you know just that extra shipping cost is warranted for like the 5G version, right? And then I realized, or upon researching, um, because the pre-order here didn't start until October, 
9. And so when I was searching for alternatives, I saw that the S20 Plus here was sold for around $700. So that $50 difference gives you a generally better phone. You know, and then the other choice is, of course, the Pixel 5. But, you know, that's that's just for pre-order. And and I haven't seen reviews of that yet versus, you know, the, the Samsung ones. And, of course, you know, when you're talking about, like, warranty info or, like, service fee, I think it would be better if I buy local. And that's what ultimately drove me to buy the S20 Plus. You know, plus for, like, $50, you're, give, you're getting a flagship phone. And people might say, like, the, the video that convinced me to get it was a Dave 2D's video in wherein he is comparing the Pixel 5 and the Samsung Galaxy 20 FE. And spec-wise, FE wins. Even the Exynos version, I guess. Um, probably not. So, uh, because uh, the, the Pixel 5, I'm sorry if I'm talking too technical here. But uh, anyway, so the Pixel 5 generally has a newer chip but it's still an under uh an underperforming chip you know it's like comparing maybe a an AMD F800 8300 to a Core i5 that's a new generation you know are those the proper comparisons do you even understand <laughs> what i what i'm comparing it to but anyway um yeah so so that that to say like the Pixel 5 is the uh it is the more underpowered phone, but he would still prefer the Pixel 5 because it is the the philosophy of how those phones were built. And that made sense to me because like the what he said, the S20 FE is the economical version of a flagship standard. So you're not getting the versus the Pixel 5, which is the flagship for that company. So it, you you know you damn well sure be getting the the best that what that company offers because it's the flagship despite it being the the weaker of the two you know you're still going to get like a better user experience because you know it is google with their pixel so it it has to run right um i was supposed to make an analogy analogy to like ios but then i realized that the the a chips are way more stronger than what the Snapdragon hopes to be. But anyway, so you know, they're they're building it as a as a finer car, right? Versus the the S20 FE, which is a more economical. So there are cost cutting measures to the FE, right? So the in other words, like another way to simplifying it is the the philosophy for the S20 FE, let's say for like $600, right? How can we, what can we cut from the $1,000 at, la- at launch, the $1,000 S20? What can we cut from that to fit the $600 mold? So that is the philosophy. What can we remove from that to fit the $600 price versus the Pixel 5, which is what can we put in this phone, you know, for $600? And it might sound the same, but really it's not, right? Because they're looking for the best possible experience for $600. Meanwhile, this one is looking to save. So, you know, just that really resonated with me. And I'm like, 
you know, so for $50, I get the S20 Plus, which is in by itself a flagship. You know, not 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 like the S20 Ultra maybe, but you know, that's that's still sold like $1000 even right now. So um uh, yeah. So you're getting a flagship experience and I've already, you know, the good thing too. Like I've always had buyer's remorse whenever I make big purchases because I always read like um articles about the the things that I didn't buy. And then um, recently like I found an article like oh people are complaining that the bezels on the this is small and and stuff like that. Little little nitpicks that when you're hearing about it it feels like you know eh, it's just a little thing like why are people complaining about the fucking bezels but when you when you put down the money then those things you know you, you've invested money in it then it becomes more evident right and i'm just glad that i picked this phone despite it being the xnos version um but i think that's going to change because again uh i think i read somewhere that samsung bought the uh, arm which uh, makes uh, the arm or the the one who makes the Snapdragons. So I don't know how they're going to fit that with their Exynos chips. But, you know, I guess the gap would probably be less. Man, they're not, you know, the, the in-house made chips are not even being sold in Korea where Samsung is. Like, what the fuck, man? Why not just go full Snapdragon? But anyway, I digress. But yeah, so I, I bought that phone and... uh Seems nice, I guess. Made me change shit, change the the phone. Tomorrow, uh, I'm gonna go to a physical exam, to do my uh pre-employment physical exam, and you know I'm just I'm I'm making sure that they don't detect the COVID. <laughs> that would be, cause I'm like that. That's the thing that worries me. It's like okay, you're you're perfectly fine, but yeah, you know your swab test returned positive so you won't be able to fucking work and i'm like jesus come on please no <laughs> like i don't know if i talked about it like fucking five years right of trying to get in this company and it, and it fucks up at the last minute that's why i haven't changed my uh my profiles right working at blah 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 and uh that's the reason why like as long as i haven't signed the actual contract Right, I I signed the job offer, the job offer, but I did not sign the contract yet, because that would require me to be physically in the company, which you know we can't have that right now because of a uh, social distancing and shit. But uh, yeah, I will update it when when the fucking fat lady sings, or in this case when the fat guy signs. So. What time is it? 46 minutes. I guess I can do the the shit now. Oh, what is that shit you ask? Well, <laughs> the shit means that I will be giving advice to people who are not asking for my advice. <laughs> well, technically they are because they posted in our relationship, right? But if you want advice or if you just want me to talk about some shit, then you could go to twitter.com slash Arnold. That's K-U-Y-A Arnold um, for Twitter. Or if you want it a bit more private, you know, just fucking message me there. You don't even have to fucking follow me, right? But anyway, um, if, if you want something more private, then you can write 
I guess, to my email at uh, Kuya, that's K-U-Y-A, A, Joseph. So that's K-U-Y-A, A, Joseph, Kuya, A, Joseph, at gmail.com. And I'll probably read it and answer whatever question you like there. It doesn't have to be a fucking advice, right? Just give me something, anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, so here in uh, relationships, our relationships, April 2912 writes in. <laughs> God, I hope I have people writing in on this soon. But anyway, um, April 2912 writes in, I, 25F, don't want to be friends with my best friend, 24F, anymore. Oof. All right. Um, now, let me make it clear that she is a very nice girl. She is very kind and helpful to everyone. Overall, a very good person. But I've started noticing a few things that, and I can't stop myself from thinking that maybe she is taking me for granted. Hmm. I put in a lot of efforts in our friendship and I go out of my way to be there for her. But she doesn't show the same effort or any effort at all. Okay. She would ask me to meet and I would run to her even though she lived far away. Ah, that's the problem with us Saudis to our friends who live in the north. But anyway, and then she would make plans with someone else and cancel on me. Dude! Yeah, all right, I get what, what your problem is here. Or only meet me for 10 minutes and then leave. She made elaborate plans for us for my birthday and then failed to even show up. Dude. All right, I'm, I'm going to continue reading, but I'm not. I, I don't like this bitch anymore. When we're alone, she's great to me. But if we're with my friends, she starts belittling me, belittling me and saying things like she's dead inside about me in front of other people. What? And when I tell her something that's bothering me, she'll brush it off very rudely and ask me to not constantly cry about it, which honestly, I don't do. This girl's a bitch. Anyway, I am a generally happy person and I seldom get sad about things, okay, based on you, about things, but <laughs> I'm just going to have to take your word for it. But she treats me like I'm always sad. And when she sees me happy, she'll throw a taunt like, Oh, look who's finally happy. Mm. She even babies me in front of people and acts like I can't take care of myself and like I can't do anything on my own properly. She's battling with anxiety. And I think her behavior could be a result of her anxiety. But I don't see... Why she has to put me down like that. I don't think she even knows she's behaving like this. She also has no sense of boundaries when it comes to my boyfriend. Mm. Oh god, why do I have a feeling this is about to get worse? I introduce them to each other, but they are not even what you call friends. The things she talks to him about and her general behavior around him makes me very uncomfortable. And is a clear indication of her disrespect towards me and her absolute disregard for my feelings. Wait, what? I introduce them to each other. They're not even what you would call friends. I don't get it. So what does she do? Does she like 
talk about sex or talk about them fucking i don't know you you left out i feel like you left out a key information here with how she acts with your boyfriend but anyway um the thing she talks about him hit to him about and her general behavior around him yeah what you know you can't just say general behavior and you know leave them because my general behavior could be different than your interpretation of what a general behavior is anyway around him makes me very uncomfortable and is a clear indication of her disrespect towards me and an absolute disregard for my feelings i don't know what to do don't know what to do whenever you are here <laughs> i have i i have moved apart apartments and i live very close to her now dude why'd you do that like i would assume that this uh i don't i would assume that this has gone on for a while i've started noticing a few things oh maybe not then but anyway i live very close to her now and we meet almost every day it is getting very difficult for me to stay friends with her and meet her regularly i have no hard feelings and i wish her well but i'm scared that if i start avoiding her it will affect her mental health she's not a bad person she's also not always this way with me she's kind and helpful and generous a lot of times but now it's getting hard for me to ignore all the time she treated me badly and continues to do so. Hmm. Well, considering how you're talking about it, how you're talking about her, it seems like she's not 100% wrong with how she says that you're dead inside or you're not a happy person or something like that. Because a lot of the things you say are kind of heavy. And by your accounts, you're not that, but she's, you know, that what she's doing, that has to come from somewhere. That has to come from somewhere. She, she's just not, you know, especially like when it's because it's different when it when she's acting it with you. But when it's other people means that she's internalized it and she's accepted it. Your behavior in this case. So. Dude, I'm just not saying. You know, I'm not. I'm not doubting you completely, but I'm just saying, right? There, there's something to this. There's something to what she's saying, and with how you're portraying her, and with how you're talking about this, because the the language that you're using is very descriptive, and it is very heavy, and it makes me think that maybe she's, maybe she's right. Not a hundred percent right. Maybe like give or take, like forty, thirty percent. There, there's some wisdom there. Is what I'm trying to say, and I wouldn't completely disregard of her interpretation of you at the same time. But, you know, you're the one who wrote <laughs> me. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah. So let's assume that you're innocent here. And let's assume let's assume that she's really a bitch. Right. And the line that that I I that sticks with me is if I start avoiding her, it will affect her mental health. You are not held accountable. You are not responsible for her mental health. Yes, there is a level of responsibility right because you're friends and whatever but it is a contract right it is a not really a contract but it is an agreement right that if you abide by the rules then yes i will you know generally think about your mental health and based on what you're talking about is it seems like you're already um thinking about her mental health so you're already upholding your end of the bargain but at the end of the day 
you're not 100% responsible for her mental health, right? And if you think she needs help, then tell her, right? And if you honestly, if you honestly want to break it off, give it a gentleman's, you know, give it, you know, the, the gentleman class, so to say, or give it some class and let her know first exactly what you just wrote here. And and make sure she understands the gravitas or the gravity of the situation by specifically talking to her about that. Like setting aside a time, an event for you to hash it out with her. Don't just mention it, you know, while you're out and about. Don't just, you know, just make sure she's in that space mentally to listen to you. If she's not, then, you know, you have your validation. All right. I I. I engaged in her seriously, direct and clear. And she was like, fuck you. You know, why are you doing this? You're such a whatever. And that just means that you are correct in terms of like she is disregarding your feelings and you're better off without her, thus removing any type of guilt, right? Because you gave it the old barren, you know, uh, to quote uh, Mr. Billy Blue Balls here, you gave it all barren class, right? Like before you engaged in the shit, you let her know that it's coming. Right in this case, it's it's like the breakup. So, you know, I would probably sit her down and then tell tell her everything. Like, what are you what you just wrote here? You know, probably not what you just wrote here, right? I would remove the uh, sugar coating bits. Like, you know, you're not like that. You're not a bad person. Remove that, and just stick to the bullet points the actual problems that you have with her such as her rudeness disregarding for your feelings and then after that give her a chance to explain and listen because from then on it stops becoming you saying that you need to adjust to me it becomes like okay we have a problem here in terms of how we're uh, doing it and then let's think of a solution together it becomes an engagement becomes a conversation rather than like why are you like this you know why is it you know are you do you hate me or like you know it, it stops becoming like that because it becomes like it's because the problem is what she's doing based on what you're saying the problem is what she's doing not who she is right it's what she's doing and judging by the way you titled this, which is, I don't want to be friends with my best friend anymore. It seems to me you've made your decision on, on, on what you want to do. All right. So again, you give it the old barren class and you give her a chance to prove you wrong. Right. That maybe, maybe this doesn't end with you not having a best friend anymore. Maybe this could end with you losing a friend a best friend because it's she's gonna relegate into a normal friend if that makes sense you know so not totally burn the bridge right unless unless that's what you want right but rather you know still leaving on good terms is what i should have said (laughs) is a long-winded way of saying it right but you know if 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 she doesn't, then you could give it in your conscience, right? You could, your conscience is clean at that point because you tackled it maturely, you tackled it head on, 
and the ball is on her court. And if she doesn't, then she can't say, I don't know where that come from. I don't know where that came from. She just fucking left. You know, and to be honest, if I could if I could take like a like a old psychological guess, could be she's right. Could be like some part of you is has changed and or you know you you've started becoming a little bit more sensitive and that's perfectly fine because as you grow old you guys despite you you know being best friends you guys live very different lives and sometimes the person that you are after that would not be friends with a type of person like this that is perfectly fine but i guess you know she deserves a sporting chance is what i'm trying to say because again it doesn't have to end with you know zero right could from from a hundred to a zero right it could end in a 60 a 50 even so yeah there we go um almost nice right all right just a little bit over an an hour all right, so this has been Kuya's Logs. What episode is this? Seven? Jesus, I think, I think I I I just passed my original podcast n- number episode. So hey, this has been Kuya's Logs. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye bye.